Hey, this is the Dear Next Gen podcast brought to you by Montage. We're all about bridging generational gaps through events, stories, and conversations about real stuff. Sit back, enjoy this episode, and don't forget, your younger self would be proud of you. Now, we present you your host, Cece. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. It is Cece, your host. And if you're listening to this when it goes live, it is pretty much fall vibes here in Vancouver, Canada, but I have been seeing other people post and they are in the mood for warm drinks, cozy sweaters, and nesting a lot more than when it's the summer and you're just like, go, 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 having fun, there's natural sunlight. But what comes with the urge to relax and be cozy can also be feeling like you're in a little bit of a rut or feeling like you have time to process and think and dig deep and if you are in that bit of existential crisis mode then know that you are not alone there are people who are in search of accountability in search of purpose in search of how they can feel better during a season that is a little bit on the gloomier side so this episode with hannah feels so perfect so timely for many many reasons i will get into that but I am just so grateful that we got to interview her. If you are new to listening to Dear Next Gen, then hello. Thank you for being here. Everything you need will be in the show notes. I'll also link all of Hannah's information and her beautiful brand, Dream Daily, also below. But basically what we do at Montage is bridge gaps between different generations. We talk about people who are in the age range of wanting to find purpose, intentionality, friendships, and give each other advice with what we have gone through. And everybody's credible to give advice, which is why we ask people to give advice to their younger selves, to their high school selves. And we do life together. We have a lot of community activities, challenges, and fun physical items as well in the queue of what will happen here at Montage. But until then, we are working on growing the podcast community. Okay, I'll stop talking very soon and get into the interview. But I wanted to ask your feedback on this microphone. This is a new little bit of a setup. We're using Rode microphones. If you actually look on Rode's Instagram, they are all about empowering the next generation of creators. So feels very fitting that we're trying this out. Um, some of our TikTok content will have the use of this microphone as well. Our street interviews will be using this kind of portable microphone setup. So you guys tell me if you like this. But in terms of like the actual interviews, we use microphones, which you'll be able to see or the guests can use what they want. But the future of montage podcast episodes will probably be more in person coming soon. Anyways, if you want to get to know us, hang out, be part of the community, like I said, everything is linked below. You'll get to tune into my conversation with Hannah, who is an entrepreneur, YouTuber, creator. I have been watching her videos for quite some time now, and I feel like you just get to know people when it comes to long-form content. She does really great just sit-down videos, vlog-style videos, really helpful videos, which we dive into in this conversation. And I'm really excited because she just launched a Geneva group, which is, like I said, very fitting for the times of I needed accountability, I needed community, I needed to feel like there wasn't too much pressure to change fully my life, my habits, and what I'm focusing on, but I needed a kick in the butt, I needed a push, and her level up challenge just ended up being the video that I watched yesterday, and then I messaged her and said, we need to get this episode live, we need to tell people about this community and this group chat that is happening over on Geneva, we love, love, love Geneva, 
love their team, love all the different homes that there are on there. But just specifically the level up challenge is something that we're going to be taking seriously as a community to just take baby steps into having a more intentional life and you can tailor it to what you want it to be. I'll let you guys go watch her video and go join the group yourself. Link it all down there. But yeah, hope you guys are having a great week so far. And message us if you ever have any questions. The Montage team is here to chat, here to hang out. And if you have topics that you want to talk about more on the podcast, or if you have people that you think would be inspiring to have on the episodes, then we would love to hear about it. All right, let's get into it. Hello, and welcome back to the Dear Next Gen podcast. Today, I get to sit virtually in front of Hannah. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Cece. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, well, you are somebody that I have always thought, oh, one day I feel like I'll ask her to be on the podcast and you shoot your shot with people that you follow and love on the internet and who are being a positive light in the space. But before we get into more about you, let me ask you the question we ask everybody. What advice would you give your younger or your high school self? I love this question because it was actually in high school and a bit younger, possibly middle school, where I started this journey to the career that I have today of working for myself, of having a business. And so what I always say that I would tell my younger self in middle school or high school is to just keep taking that one next step forward. Like it can be really overwhelming thinking about, I have to get through high school, I have to get through college, I have to find a career, I have to you know, have my whole life planned by the time I'm 18. But really, all you have to focus on is like that next goal, that one next step that feels right at that time, mm. and it'll eventually lead you to where you're supposed to be. Wow, that's really good advice. Do you feel like that's how you got to where you are today? Because we can dive into it, but you are yeah, a business owner, like you said, you have physical products, which is probably harder than people think to navigate and do. And you're a content creator and just have an online presence. Do you think that came from just taking a step one day at a time? Absolutely. So for me, it started when I was like 11, 12 years old with a posting to YouTube. So I have post videos to YouTube for over 10 years now, which is crazy. Yeah. So for me back then, I obviously, when I was 11 and 12, all I wanted to do was like share about my American girl dolls. That's what, that's how I started posting videos was just about American girl dolls, stop motions, how to take care of them. It was just a hobby and an interest I had at the time. I had no idea it was going to lead to me (laughs) being a YouTuber, like in college and then having a stationary brand once I graduated. But I just took that one step of like, this is something I want to pursue, even though it's scary. I know nothing about this. I don't have equipment. I literally did everything on a pink HP laptop. I said, I'm just going to take that one step because I'm interested in it and I want to try it. And you never know where that one step is going to lead you. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. Tell us a little bit more about Dream Daily. You're in your little studio office right now. That must be like younger. You must be like, whoa, I can't believe like I'm holding something I created and I'm in a space that's for my business. How did you get to this point or come up with Dream Daily? Yeah, it's very surreal. And I sometimes have to take a step back. And I thank you for reminding me like how far I have come because I'm sure Mm -hmm. listeners yourself, we all get caught up in, oh, I should be here. I should be at this point. I should have this, you know, goal accomplished by now. But it's important to take stock of of where you've come from, where you are now. Um, So yeah, Dream Daily was started in college 
So like I said, I did YouTube all throughout high school and then kind of found my niche of like productivity, time management, lifestyle. I was sharing how I was a successful high school student while also having this side hustle of YouTube. And I kind of took that content with me into college. So my freshman year, I was just looking around my classroom. I was like, wow, everyone is still using physical planners like me. Like even though I love my Google Cal, I love, you know, apps and stuff. Like I still got to have my physical planner next to me. This isn't like mm-hmm. something the Gen Z is not gravitating towards. And my content that always performed the best was how to set up your morning routine, how to uh, achieve your goals. And so I was like, it'd be really cool if I could create a physical product that would help my audience and myself um, in this transition of like being a student while also being a driven young woman, you know, having side hustles, wanting to start businesses, all the things and improve my like personal development as well. So it started with just one product that is still our bestseller called the Dream Achieve Workbook. It's a six month undated planner that helps you set up your goals, learn about healthy goal setting strategies, how to create better habits. And then it's a planner that gives you time blocking spots every day, room for your to-do list, room to plan everything in your life. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. a get your life together in one book. And so I had the idea for that, like September, a freshman year, literally right at the start of college, and then took like eight or nine months to get to the point of launching the product the summer before my sophomore year. And then just every year throughout college, I grew the business a little bit more. I also majored in entrepreneurship. So as I got more into my major, I was able to apply Mm -hmm. my business in my classes, which is super cool. But yeah, I mean, we can go into specific detail of how I did all that, but that's kind of the overview of how I went from YouTuber to then having like a product business and now Mm -hmm. doing both full time. Yeah. If somebody's listening and they, they hear this, I think it's really good, a realistic timeline that you're sharing too, that you did this during school. It doesn't mean that it's going to happen overnight, especially if you're doing other things and you wanted to create something that you're proud of. And I do know just from seeing what the journals look like, they're very, very intentional. Like you said, it's undated so you can pick it up when you want to. You have stuff for students. You have things that are like in different color skews for different personalities. Like I I think it's easy to get caught up in, oh, I'm seeing Hannah's like posts and content in her business and all these collabs and cool things like I need to do that starting tomorrow and it'll take you know it's not the one step at a time so I love how your advice is kind of like a reflection of how you live today thank you yeah I mean I get the same ideas I see other creators other entrepreneurs doing things online and in the age of social media everything seems like it happens so quickly I tried to kind of document my experience. And if you go to my YouTube channel, just Hannah Ashton, you can like go back through hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of videos over the 10 years. Um, You can like see in college, I would vlog, you know, when I was working on the business or like, Hmm. this is how I balance like school, YouTube and starting a business. And so I really try and still do try to document everything and kind of show the reality of it. It's hard because the aspirational content is usually what performs the best. Like people don't want to see me crying over my bookkeeping <laughs> once a month but um but it's important I think to also share that because mm-hmm. it, it takes a lot of tough days to get the really amazing days like that is entrepreneurship to a T it's like the highest highs but also the lowest lows yeah oh thank you for being vulnerable with that I was okay so you talk about just kind of like the budgeting and stuff like that one of my favorite videos that you do is when you kind of go through how your budgeting look like and that is something that maybe my generation and the next generation are kind of a bit scared of. They get jobs and they're like, 
I don't want to, you know, set aside numbers because I don't know what that looks like or I don't know who to follow. So I definitely would recommend watching Hannah's videos because you do like resets and things like that. But how Thank did you. you get into the habit of, okay, I need to take my money seriously? Is it because you were spending on product investment for yourself or you just were like, if I don't do this, who knows how I'll eat? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So the video, if for anyone who's wondering that CC's referencing is my monthly reset videos. I do them every month. I share my goals. I share how I'm resetting. And then I share my budget and I share how much I spent on, you know, all the variable costs like shopping, groceries, eating out, all the things. And then I share what my goal is for the next month and if I hit it or not. Um, and for me, I really had to start taking my budget seriously. Once I graduated, I just mm -hmm. had more expenses, more bills. And I am thankful to say, like, I do it all on my own. And so like working for myself and having to pay for everything in my life, it was like, all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, I need to get organized and figure this out for like, as you said, to make sure that I'm living within my means. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, it's, it's so challenging for our generation in this day and age, whether you're in school and working jobs on the side, whether you just graduated and you're having a low level paying job in this economy, like it's tough. I always try to say that. Mm -hmm. I'm like, let me just, as someone even who um, could be considered an influencer, I know like we see the overconsumption online. It's really hard to navigate, especially when you're trying to also figure out your money habits. And yeah. so always what I say is just to know your numbers. I know it can be scary, but just do it the most simple way you can. And so I use the page in the workbook that literally is just here has how much I made from this revenue stream, from this revenue stream, this job. And then mm -hmm. here's what I spent on my rent and utilities, my, and then, you know, all those categories I just listed. It can be so simple. You don't have to get an Excel spreadsheet. You can do use the workbook. You can use a sheet of paper and just list out every mm -hmm. month what it is. Um, and just have an idea. It doesn't, doesn't have to be exact. I also, if you feel like you're in a place where you can get a credit card, I do talk about that on my channel because there's a lot of benefits. Obviously, if you pay it off every month to being able to have the points and cash mm -hmm. back, that can also help with traveling, you know, if you're in college and you're trying to get flights home for the holidays. So look into that as well. And I also use like my credit card app because it shows me where mm. I'm spending my money. So I don't have to track each expense. It just gives me a summary. Here's how much you spent on eating out because we know that these transactions are restaurants. Yeah. And um, so it's way less work. It takes me, I mean, you watch the videos. It probably takes me 15 minutes to do a month and I cut it down mm. to like seven minutes of the video and it's so easy it's just good to know like what's happening um you know just even if it's you're over budget or you're under budget it's just good to know what's happening mm -hmm. yeah how do you plan for just like you were talking about overconsumption and just being you know it's hard we get ads we see things and this is such good practical advice too because I've noticed I'm like oh technology is so cool my bank will say like this is how much you spend on coffee. I'm like, how do they know? Yeah. Like, oh, they just, it just knows. It knows where the transactions and you maybe have to edit one or two things, but it's pretty accurate usually. But how do you plan for a bigger purchase or something that you've been thinking about for a long time? Like I do this, I do this repeatedly monthly when I'm like, I like this Lululemon hoodie or yeah. you know, something that costs a little bit more. How do you dream about it and then actually go about choosing? Yeah. So the first thing that I've just kind of done over the past few years is I never buy something on like first impulse. Like if I'm online shopping or an Instagram ad comes up and I like love it, you know, you're like, oh my gosh, that's so cute. Or you see an influencer wearing it. You're like, oh my gosh, I need that. I yeah. save it. 
um, literally just take a screenshot or like save the link to my notes or something. And then if I'm still thinking about it a week, two weeks, three weeks later, then I'm like, okay, let me figure out how I'm going to budget this in. Like maybe I Mm. go out to eat one time less this month so I can buy that top I want for my birthday, you know, something like that. I try to kind of mix and match where I can save that month. Um, And also, like I said, I never buy something on impulse. I feel like save it. And if you still want it, you can come back to it. And a lot of times you'll forget about it. And then there you go. (laughs) That is definitely Um, me. (laughs) Yes. And then for me too, like just another little money habit is I really do try to eat at home as much as possible. Um, And I save eating out for being a social activity. So I'll never get like takeout and just eat it by myself. Like if I'm going to eat out or get takeout, it'll be a social thing with my boyfriend or with my friends. And so that way Mm -hmm. it feels a little bit more like a special occasion. Um, And then when it's just, you know, me on the Monday through Fridays, I really do try to eat every meal at home. Yeah, I think that is a good routine to get into because it's crazy how much money you feel like you have more of when you're doing those small little things or when going out for coffee is a treat part of a social experiment or experience experience or experience. if you're yeah, or if you're on your way to do something and you just want a little pick me up alone, that is so much less money than actually buying a full meal and and going out. Exactly. And for your question about like, how do you know what to save up for? What's that big purchase is going to be? I definitely think like, like I said, first holding on to it for a while. And then if you want, like, it's usually free to set up just an extra bank account in like your bank, like an extra debit um, account. And so you can have it automatically withdraw. So when you get a paycheck every two weeks, you can have it withdraw $5 and you won't notice that. But over time, it'll start to add up and accumulate and you can use that for a trip or you can use that for, like you said, that Lululemon jacket and it won't Mm -hmm. feel as big of a big purchase because those little amounts have been coming out periodically, not all at once. Yeah, I definitely, my sister does that where she like her work even splits it up. Like her work asked her where she wants her percentage of her account. And I was like, that is so smart. Like you now have this like fun money account or you just like have a different card that you use or specific space where you get that or some people even do cash like they have a certain amount of cash set aside that they can use for whatever they want and exactly it's fun to think about it being like a little challenge too like I'll have challenges where like I'm gonna have a no spend week where I really don't try to spend Mm -hmm. like any money on non-essentials or things like that so like try to look at money and budgeting and saving as like a game or a challenge rather than like something you have to do That's so smart. I want to ask you about like the creator side of things, but I, let's start with that. I wanted to know, how do you get about just, okay, you're, you have a presence online. You've built this community of people. We love you. We look up to you. How do you go about showing up online when you're like, I really am not in the mood or I've had a hard week or like you were saying, there's the lows of entrepreneurships and your whole, you know, your whole like online community knows what you've been up to and I do know like you have been transparent at times just to be like do a quick update on like hey this is going on sorry I haven't been present but how do you show up weekly and monthly for those types of videos when when things don't always feel as great yeah I think what helps is that posting to YouTube, posting on Instagram, working in my business has obviously just become a habit. And so when you are feeling that motivation, really do the work to build those habits, whether it's like working out or, you know, starting your next project, starting a business, 
make it a, like a consistent thing in your daily routine so that when you do fall out of that motivation, it's already there and it's not as much work to keep up with it. Um, it's kind of just like, you know, you brush your teeth every morning. It's not like you wake up and you think, oh, I, ha I have to do this. Um, yeah because it's already a built-in routine. So even on the days when you like don't have any motivation, you still wake up and brush your teeth because it's just a habit. You don't even have to think about it. So when you are in those good head spaces, that's when it's like the perfect time to start those new habits, build on that motivation. And then it'll kind of lift you up when you're not feeling a hundred percent. That's good. I feel like I needed that, especially like when a new month comes around, you're like, what do I do on autopilot? It's not always what I yeah. wish I was doing more of. Yeah. Autopilot's the perfect word for it. Yeah. So one of the habits, this segues perfectly that I want to ask you about is just your journaling time and even your time with God. I find that um, whether you're, you're doing that or you're just journaling for fun or reflection, or you're just kind of getting into a relationship with like reading your Bible and things like that, you share that publicly. How do you like make sure you do that? And how do you have grace for yourself on the days where you just didn't have time. Yeah, this has been like a million dollar question. I feel like throughout my life because I've been a Christian since I was a little girl. And so I've always grown up like trying to add that, you know, sacred time into my mornings. Um, and so how I teach people to add something is through the habit loop, which was created by Jar Charles Duhigg. And it's basically where you have like a cue, you have your routine, and then you have a reward. Um, and then it just keeps cycling. So this is your, you do this for every habit, whether it's good or bad. Um, and so like using journaling and devotional time, let's say you drink coffee every morning. So like waking up, that is your cue. Like you wake up first thing in the morning, your routine is usually having that coffee. And then your reward is feeling the caffeine and like feeling awake. Mm. And so what you want to do when you're building a new habit is to tie something and stack with that routine that you already have. So like, obviously a lot of people do their devotionals in the morning while they have their coffee because it's the perfect like stack where it's like, okay, I wake up the cue for my body is coffee. But if you leave like your devotional book or your journal next to your coffee maker, then while you're having your coffee, it's like, okay, let me also throw this in here until it becomes a part of the cycle. Um, so yeah, so that's like a simple tactical way to do it yeah. for me. Obviously it doesn't happen every day. Like you're traveling, things get busy. I wake up owning my own business overwhelmed a lot of days and I'm like, okay, I have to do this, this, and this, there's not enough time in the day. So a lot of times think certain things get pushed to the side, but I find that, um, the one part of my morning routine that's non-negotiable is like my quiet time prayer and journaling. Even if it's just 10 minutes, I do like read a three minute devotional journal for five minutes and then pray for the rest. And it's just the one thing that I do like with my coffee, it's a non-negotiable. And then like, even this morning, I didn't have time to go on a walk or like do a workout or mm -hmm. do anything else in my morning routine. And so I just went straight to work after that. But I just know like that is the one time in my day where I can't not do it because it sets me up for the rest of the day yeah that's a good way to even think about it it's going to set you up and it means that it's okay if you don't do that walk that workout because you do have your non-negotiable and that could be different for everybody exactly on, when they do that yeah I also I also find that books I think you've shared one before and I have a couple favorites of just like a very specific devotion book or a one a day thing also helps because then yes. you have a structure of what you're going to do what you're going to look forward to and yeah. I'm in the 100%. middle of like, I'm in the middle of like readjusting how I like my, cause I used to be a night person. I'm like, I'm going to journal and write at night, but then I'm like, I'm getting older and I'm tired by nine. And that's not giving the time that I want 
and the energy that I want to give to this. So it's, it's also okay. I just want to like, like express that to anybody that it's okay to change things up. It's okay to be like, you know what? I'm now dreading having the coffee in the journal. I'm going to do a walk and listen to something. And yes. Yeah. That's such a good point. If you're dreading doing something, then that's like, that usually brings you happiness and joy that it needs to, like you said, be changed a little. So maybe yeah. your quiet times on your drive to work, listening to worship music, maybe it's, you know, getting coffee um, by yourself and having like, you know, they call it like a date with God, like you bring your Bible, you get go to a coffee shop, you have that time like once mm-hmm. a week. So figure out, yeah, where you can change it up if you're feeling that dread. Yeah. Okay. I want to shift a little bit into a quick segment on just for the entrepreneurship marketing business side, because like you said, you went to school for this. You also share just transparency on, you know, what you're using, like different tools or platforms. And you've been blowing up on TikTok because you've put in the time and the intentionality. And I think a lot of our audience is also in the entrepreneur space or desiring that. And just with my marketing background, there's lots of people that listen who are like, how do I grow on TikTok while you're also running a business? Like you are running a physical product. You have, you pack it yourself, right? You pack the stuff, Mm -hmm. you, you print out the mailing order. You see every order come in. How do you take the time to still post on TikTok and grow and you do packing and lives and yeah. How do you manage that? Oh my gosh. It like social media is a full-time job. That's why they're social media managers. And so if you're like a solopreneur and trying to do it all, just give yourself some grace because it is a lot. But for me, I go through like spurts of focuses in my business. So like if I'm not working on a new launch um, or something like that, then I'm like, okay, I'm going to put all that energy that I would have taken to put towards a new launch into TikTok and like Mm -hmm. posting three times a day this summer. Like, um, it's what I did for about a month and that's what really helps skyrocket those views. Um, but if it's like a super busy month, I'm working on a new launch or I'm getting crazy orders from a different source and I don't have time for TikTok. Like just know that it's okay. But I just go through those focuses like this month's focus is TikTok. So I'm going to pour my time into that. This month's focus is whatever it may be. Mm. Um, And then finding ways to create content just organically throughout your day. What helped me get one of those out of the three videos up every day was I just did a daily vlog. It does take a lot of time. It's hard to edit and stuff like daily. But that was like one video idea that I didn't have to think about um, Mm -hmm. before, you know, the next day, like it was just repeated. And a lot of times on TikTok, people like series. So being able to like be consistent with the type of content you're posting. So like they knew they were getting that vlog every day or every other day. Um, And then I was also doing order packing. So a few times a week, you know, I just post a video of me packaging an order, which is the same type of video. I edit it the same exact way, usually like Mm -hmm. same hashtags, but people like that consistency. So you don't have to reinvent the wheel with every video. Um, Just find like one or two types of content that your audience resonates with that you can just repeat over and over as much as possible. And then it'll be quicker for you to film too, because you're so used Mm -hmm. to filming it. Yeah. Those are two things that you have to do anyways. You have to live your day and you have to package the orders. So exactly. Yeah. It can be daunting to get on and do, you know, a live or to do a series like that for a brand owner or somebody who's, you know, feeling stagnant in their, in their views or their TikTok growth. But you're the perfect example of let's focus a month. If you have the month to do it and commit to it. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. And I've seen even you talk about like TikTok for business and all the different things. And do you find that online sales have been what drives your business more than like wholesale and like retailers? Or what do you think has been the... Yeah. 
For me, it definitely is e-commerce. That's kind of where I started and I'm dipping my toes a little more each year into wholesale. But for me, it is like just direct to consumer. I also recommend for business owners to like do your research on new platforms like TikTok shop just became available this year. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's also what skyrocketed my views on TikTok was just like using that feature. Um, yeah. So when Instagram comes out with a new feature, like do your research and use it for your business, tailor it to you. Um, when Shopify comes out with new features, like just try it all out. I know mm-hmm. it's a, it can be a lot, but try it out, see what works, see what doesn't. Um, Cause you never know what's going to stick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like, you spending the time to set it up. You don't know, will this make any sales? But it could because you're making it easier for me to scroll and just buy whatever it was you were using. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Some front end work for some results after. So definitely. Yeah. Do you want to just tell us quickly what you were like in high school? I feel like people like to know that. So it's funny because I feel like a lot of people say they change so much from like high school to college to after. I feel like I'm the same girl. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was very motivated. I did everything. I went to um, a small school. Like I was the oldest girl in the high school, all four grades. We were the first graduating class. Mm. So it's a very different high school experience. Um, so that means I did everything from obviously like trying to be my best in school to being in choir, musical theater, volleyball, tennis everything and also doing YouTube. So I was very, very busy. I don't know how Mm -hmm. I did it. I was like waking up at 5am going to a bar class before like a pure bar class before um, school. And then I would have rehearsals after school and then I'd go home and edit and do homework. So I don't know. I don't know how I did it, honestly, (laughs) but I think somehow I was just one of those high school kids that was like the overachiever. I'm an Enneagram three, like just go, go, go. Mm. Um, Part of me wishes I could go back and tell her to calm down that it's okay. Like you can you can calm down a bit, like get some extra sleep. But um, I'm really thankful for the work that I did put in in high school, because I think it is what helped me get to where I am today and like be able to have um, that experience even before going into college. So Mm -hmm. yeah, but I also um, just like on a more personal level, I have always loved like movies, TV. Um, I'm a girl who can like sit and watch all of New Girl like in one setting. I love going to the movie theater. I love Disney. I love musicals um, and country music and also just like spending time with my family. I'm a really big family girl. So I love that. Yeah. Oh, that's so fun. I, I don't know how also, yeah, when we were younger, we were doing so much stuff and now it did train us because now you yeah. can manage lots of things. You're multitasking. Right. Yeah. I feel like they scare you for college. They're like, your professors won't let you do this. Like you're going to be so busy. I got to college and that's why I started a business freshman year. I was like, yeah. I'm bored. I'm, I'm bored. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this isn't enough like, anymore. Enough. So it's yeah. just funny. <laughs> it's such different time management than you expect once you get into college and university. You're like, wait, this is, this is more freedom than I had before and yeah. more independent independent learning and like they are not watching you and telling you to like be quiet if you're you're whispering like you could be on your phone the whole time and they're like well just it's up to you if you pass or not so go ahead be on your phone (laughs) exactly and I think that's a hard transition for some but it also allows some people Mm -hmm. to thrive I definitely thrived having that independence but for the people who have a harder time like with time management that's literally why I created the workbook planner because I'm like here's the tools I learned in high school that I'm bringing in and help are helping me be successful in college and here's how you Mm -hmm. can practice them as well yeah we're gonna get some of the planners and journals and do a little giveaway because yeah I think we need 
I think we need more physical things that are tailored to what we're actually living through and made by a human who has gone through the stuff before us. So thank you for paving the way for different entrepreneurs and young women and students who are just wanting to dream a little bit daily, which just makes sense for your whole brand. Yeah, thank you so much. You put it perfectly. <laughs> uh, where can people find you online? Yeah, if so my YouTube channel. Up. My YouTube channel is Hannah Ashton. Instagram is Miss Hannah Ashton, and then Dream Daily can be found on TikTok and Instagram at Shop Dream Daily or shopdreamdaily.com. Perfect. I will put everything in the show notes because I think our community will love the type of content that you're posting, and it's a mix of relatable and inspirational, but also very practical advice and help. So Hannah is full of tips and tricks on how to navigate, I would say adulthood. I was going to, that's probably what it is like yeah, grad and post-grad so adulthood. <laughs> yeah. We're learning as we go and you're, you're putting it out there, which I think is so needed in the space. So thank you for all you do. Thank you. I've loved this conversation. Yeah. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Bye. Bye.